Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Jay Helms. I'm the founder of this podcast and movement known as the W2 Capitalist. Today's episode is an original. It is the first monologue episode that I've ever done. It's also the first time I've ever done a uh, year-end review. Obviously, we the podcast hasn't been out for a year, but here we are at the end of 2019. It's about a week before Christmas when I'm recording this, and if you've been listening for a while, I'm going to apologize again for the sound of my voice and any kind of coughing and cracking I do because uh, the whole family's been sick uh, for the past couple of weeks. Hopefully we're getting over it before uh, Santa comes and, and we'll have a good time. But uh, back to today's episode, it's a year in review. I got to thinking about, you know, when 2019 came around, what our goals were, uh, which I didn't have a whole lot. And then I started thinking, sitting down and thinking about, okay, what did we actually accomplish? And I started making this list. Uh, which I encourage you to do the same. But when I started going through this list, I was like, holy cow, we accomplished a lot. Uh, and it was a huge uh, rush of dopamine, I guess, is the chemical in your body that comes from this stuff. But it, it was just amazing to see. And so we're going to get into the details of that. I want to do a preface that this is not a bragging session. This is one of those things where uh, if you surround yourself with the right people that are going to push you and hold you accountable for things you say you want to do, you can get those done. So, uh, and that's exactly what happened. So we're going to dive into it, but before we do, I want to, I want to recommend you go to w2capitalist.com slash affiliates, uh, to check out our newest affiliate, uh, DealCheck.io. DealCheck.io makes it super easy to analyze rental properties, flips, and multifamily buildings all from one cloud-based, uh, software package. What I mean by that is you can get access to it from anywhere, your desktop, your Apple or Android device, and over, check this out, over 225,000 rentals and over 175,000 flips have been analyzed from 100,000 plus users in five different countries with DealCheck. But there's a special coupon code, you're going to receive 25% off, um, but before you even start paying for it, you're going to get two months free, uh, absolutely free to try this out. And one of the things that I love about this, uh, probably my favorite feature, is the purchase offer calculator. So one of the things that uh, some other calculators that I've been using um, don't really show you. You have to enter all your parameters, and then it just tells you, okay, here's what your cash on cash, here's what your cash flow is, uh, and that sort of thing. <clears throat> this one actually shows you what your highest offer should be to meet your criteria. So super incredible, but check them out, uh, w2capitalist.com slash affiliates, or you can just go to w2capitalist.com and hit on the resources button at the top, and then you can get to the affiliates page there. Check them out, check all of our affiliates out, give them some love. Uh, there should be a promo code and coupon code there for you uh, to get an additional 25% off for deal check. All right, now let's get to work. W2 Capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. All right. 
right, guys and girls, let's dive into this. So before I get started, I do want to say I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, I want to spend a few moments to talk about 2019 just in general. Uh, and again, I apologize for the snotty nose and the, the rough sounding voice, but I want to get this out because we're planning a trip, a uh, little Christmas vacation, if you will. And I need to get this stuff done and off to the to the editor so we can get them back and get them uploaded and, and you guys can have them uh, downloaded before we return from our trip. But before we dive into all of our accomplishments, um, one of the things I want to stress is is my plan for 2019, you know, is, is the market's pretty hot and we're seeing some of the 2008, uh, 2009 numbers uh, come up or 2007, 2009 numbers where uh, prices of homes sold, number of homes sold is looking very similar. So, so my plan for 2019 was to do nothing, absolutely do nothing, sit back, watch the market. Uh, and focus on growing my mastermind and Facebook groups. Um, that didn't really happen. <laughs> uh, instead, here, here's here's what we accomplished. And when I say we, it's my wife and I. Uh, she is the rock behind the scenes that keeps me grounded and also um, just does this amazing thing where I grind on an issue for a couple of days and I finally bring it to her to say, hey, what do you think about this? She instantly gives me the most brilliant answer and, and off we go. So, um, but, so this is in, in completely random order. I was sitting down the other day thinking about, I typically do um, a, uh, a, a blog posting to show, okay, here's what, here's what I said I was going to do. And here's what we accomplished for the year uh, here lately. It's been a, on a quarterly basis, but, um, because we didn't really have any focus, uh, starting 2019 and necessarily do that. And I wanted to wrap up this year with more of a podcast, podcast content and just show kind of what, uh, what we were able to accomplish. And the reason being the biggest reason that pushed us is because of the mastermind, um, people in the Facebook group pushing and helping us keep it, keep ourselves accountable for, for growing our networks. Right. So one of the biggest things that as a W2 capitalist, you want to build legacy wealth for your family. Right. And that's what we're all about in this, this, this year, we definitely made some marks on, on climbing that ladder. So, all right, here we go. So, um, we went and this, again, this is in completely random order. I did make some notes, uh, and notepad, but, uh, just wanted to, uh, we'll, we'll tackle these at, at completely random order. You can tell I've done absolutely no prep <laughs> the way I'm stumbling through this. So, uh, but here we go. So we went from 51 to 328 units. Uh, a lot of people, when they talk about the number of units in their portfolio, they're not giving you the full picture, right? And so hopefully I'll help explain a little bit of that, but we got there uh, by selling off some single-family rentals and a, and a small multifamily rental in our portfolio. And what we did is we turned around and we invested in larger apart apartment complex syndications. So when I say 328 units, uh, here's the breakdown. So my wife and I, we own five units ourselves. That's a fourplex and one single-family that I'm hoping to get rid of the single-family uh, in 2020, it's got some title issues, uh, that we're trying to, to work out. And, uh, but anyway, that's, uh, I'm just, I think for the most part, I'm done with a single family. Um, but then again, uh, in 2019, I wasn't going to do anything. And here I am talking about how we, 
<laughs> dramatically increased the number of doors in our portfolio. So we got the five units. We also had the 42 units in Centronel. Uh, I'm all, I'm a general partner as well as a limited partner on that one. Um, and then we have two other syndications. One is in Waxahachie, Texas is just South of Dallas. Uh, it's 109 units where I'm a limited partner on that one. And then 172 units in Greenville, South Carolina, where I'm a limited partner for those. On those other two syndications, or actually all the syndications, I don't own all those apartment complexes myself. We have partners. Um, so when I say 328 units in our portfolio, that's how many doors we are tied to. doesn't mean we own every one of them. Matter of fact, I think the largest one, um, largest percentage of ownership is 14%. And one of those, uh, the, the other two is like 1% or less than 1%. So when I say 328 units, that doesn't mean that we own all those units ourselves. That's just the number of doors in our portfolio of syndications that, that we're in and our, our single family and multi, uh, small multifamilies that my wife and I own together. So um, the reason being that we did that, uh, one of the biggest things, and if you've been following for a while, especially on the blog, you know that cash flow is my most important criteria when looking at property. So by doing these moves and shifts, uh, we essentially doubled our positive monthly cash flow. And when I mean cash flow, um, there's a lot of different ways that you can, you can, um, calculate that number. Um, so it's be very careful when people say, yeah, this, this property is going to cash flow $700 a month. Um, I don't know that you and I are calculating cash flow the same. So, uh, I've got actually a really popular blog post on how to, uh, calculate cash flow. Um, you can find it at w2capitalist.com. Just search there for, uh, it's part of the real estate investing term series, but just, just type in cash flow example. Uh, and I've got an actual deal that will show you how, uh, a very, it, it is an actual deal. I don't own that property anymore, but it's how we, um, analyze it to purchase it. And since then we've exited that property and moved on to bigger and better things. So, um, but it's basically, I use the trim VC method, which I think is a, a phrase that I coined myself. Uh, but basically it's taxes, um, repairs, insurance, maintenance, vacancy, and capital uh, expenses. Most everybody forgets those last two, vacancy and capital expenses. And that's where when you hear people say, well, it's, five, it's cash flowing $500 a month or $700 a month, chances are they're not calculating in the same way you do. Uh, so just be careful of that. So when I say essentially we doubled our monthly passive, our passive positive monthly cash flow, we essentially went from a thousand dollars in positive monthly cash flow to two thousand dollars in our rental portfolio. So it's an incredible. I love the tenth through the fifteenth of the month where those automatic deposits are going in, or those checks are coming in the mail. Uh, I love the mailbox money concept. So and for the first time ever. Um, did we pass the, uh, million dollars of assets on our balance sheet, uh, which was pretty incredible, um, to see happen. This, this happened probably about, uh, midway through the year, uh, which was, you know, nothing that I ever sought out to get as just out, as I track my net worth and we track our net worth. I, I highly encourage you to do the same. Um, there are some resources on w2capitalist.com that can help you out with that. Uh, and I'll try to stop doing those shameless plugs here in just a minute, but I, I think it's hugely important to not only know your net worth, but calculate it on a routine basis. So 
Um, but yeah, this year was the first time ever that we surpassed a million dollars in assets on our balance sheet, which was uh, pretty incredible. Um, and all that positive stuff, we actually, we, uh, this was kind of weird. We actually sold a property for our first loss. Uh, it was a, it was a piece of land that had two mobile homes on it. Uh, I bought it for super cheap. Um, and there's a reason why, <laughs> uh, had the, these two properties, I didn't do my proper due diligence, just trying to get into the mobile home space. And if you've been listening to, um, any of the episodes I did with Tim Kelly, uh, or Sydney Barker, you, you know, that I, I am not, I'm not necessarily opposed to the mobile home park space, but it's, it's, I've definitely been touched the stove and got burnt, um, at least once. Uh, and here's what I mean by that. So this property I bought, uh, we actually, uh, sold it this year. I just wanted it out of my portfolio. It was an area of town. I didn't want to be in anymore. Uh, it was a class that I didn't want to be in anymore. So we sold it, um, at a loss. Uh, and it was about a $10,000 loss, which was consumed over, I think we owned it for three years, three and a half years, which in my mind is, is fine. Right. I mean, that I, I learned so many different lessons, um, you know, in the Facebook group last night, I, I, I asked a question, what's your favorite mantra or what's your favorite quote? And, um, I forget how to put this, but it was basically, uh, you don't win or lose, you win or learn. And we definitely learned a lot through this process. So, all right. So let's see what's next. So, oh yeah, this is pretty important. Uh, we launched the podcast. Uh, what you're listening to right now was launched last year. Um, uh, not only did we launch it though, it was ranked number one, uh, new and noteworthy on iTunes for the investing category, which was a pretty, pretty cool accomplishment, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And I know you guys helped out with that. Uh, I think I did some posting around that to try to help make those numbers get up there and get, um, get past it. And one of the biggest things or accomplishments that I had with, with that new and noteworthy podcast is, is or rating is that during that first eight weeks of when a podcast is launched, um, Apple actually brings those up and says, Hey, here's new and noteworthy. If it gets, uh, every, how they rate them, not really sure still how that happens, but I know that I was in a competition with Steve Forbes. Uh, yes, the Forbes, the uh, man behind Forbes, uh, Forbes and Forbes.com. Um, and he and I were going back and forth for a while. And then finally I hit the number one spot. It might've been just for a little bit, but I don't care. I captured that screenshot and, and, uh, it made my day. So, uh, on, on those lines, we, so we not only launched the podcast, we ranked number one, uh, new and noteworthy for, for investing on iTunes, uh, recorded 65 episodes with some amazing guests and it allowed me to, um, have relationships with people I never thought I'd have relationships with. And we surpassed, uh, just 20,000 downloads just last, a uh, couple of weeks ago. So that's, that's pretty incredible. Um, on the personal side, we actually welcomed baby number three into our tribe. So yeah, so um, when 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 the folks who have three or more kids say once you go from from two to three, it's a it's a game changer. You go to the uh, zone defense. Um, that's pretty dead on accurate. I, I can't give my wife enough credit for um, the job she does with them while I'm at work and trying to do the W two capitalist thing. But yeah, we uh, we welcomed kid number three. Um, so now we've got three under five and, uh, we're, uh, still getting used to that. So, um, that was, uh, seven, six, seven months ago. So yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely been 
been a game changer uh, for us. Might have something to do with why my, my voice sounds so tired. But uh, anyway, love them, love them to death. So uh, another big thing for me personally is I changed jobs. Um, this was a big growing opportunity for me. Uh, I had essentially served the same client base uh, in one seat or another um, under a few different entity umbrellas as we kept getting acquired. Uh, but I essentially was in that same spot for over 15 years. Uh, and I'm now in, in month seven, I believe, at, at my new sales coaching job. Uh, ecstatic, guys. The, it's going freaking amazing. Um, you know, I came on at the right time. A lot of opportunity for growth. But the biggest thing, it, it, you know, and that, I think this came out of the um, – when I started the mastermind, I figured out I really enjoy – helping people grow and helping people accomplish things. So now I'm able to do that at my W2 job uh, as well. And coaching the, the group that we have is a pretty solid group um, to, to be able to accomplish things they never thought they'd been able to accomplish before. So um, it's, it's pretty incredible to see and, and be a part of it. But, you know, changing jobs after working from home for the last decade, going into now going into the office every day, it's been quite the adjustment for our household. Um, and I couldn't do it without the support of the folks around me, especially my wife and the great group of, of folks that I have at the office. Um, they just made it such an easy transition for us. So um, I also question, uh, you know, because my previous job was a work from home job, how much work I'd actually be getting done with now three kids in the house and, and, uh, and all that. Cause they, um, yeah, it, um, it's quite chaotic as you can imagine. And guys, I, I do want to, I've got about six more bullet points that I want to cover. Um, but you know, if you've, if you've hung out this long, I certainly do appreciate it. I know, uh, I've probably stopped and started recording this at least a dozen times because I had to turn and cough and, and, uh, hawk up some, some, some nastiness. So again, I apologize. I've got about, uh, I think it's six more bullet points and then we'll wrap this one up. But, um, so the next accomplishment was pretty huge. I'm not, you know, I look, when I look back at this, I think, okay, the mastermind membership doubled in size. We went from 10 members to, to 25 members uh, at the time of this recording, I think at one time we had 28 or 29, so almost tripled in size, but I'm going to go with today's numbers of 25. So why that sounds amazing. Um, it did not hit my expectations. Uh, I think my goal is a little unrealistic, uh, which is what I'm focusing on, uh, in 2020. Um, but if you want to learn more about the mastermind, here's, here's a, here's another shameless plug, I guess. Uh, again, I apologize, but I do want to make sure you're aware of this. We've got uh, 25 folks right now all across the, the nation who are uh, like-minded folks, uh, mostly buy and hold, um, just pushing each other to accomplish more. We have some really intense conversations, some really, some really mellow conversations as well. But the point is you're around like-minded people once uh, an hour and a half, sometimes two hours a week, uh, virtually, um, and they're just pushing each other to do more. These are complete strangers until they come into the group. So uh, it's amazing to see these relationships uh, uh, not only start, but blossom and, and carry on outside of the W2 Capitalist and the W2 Capitalist Mastermind. So, uh, But you can find out more by visiting w2capitalist.com. And right there, there's a big banner for uh, for the Mastermind. So, um, And speaking of doubling in growth, um, our private Facebook group, Real estate investing for the W-2 employee. 
Uh, it's a closed Facebook group. If you if you're not there, please if you're not in that group, please join. Uh, it's located at facebook.com slash REI for the W2, and that's F-O-R uh, for the W2. Uh, but our members grew by 53%. I was hoping to hit the 10,000 mark by the end of the year or 7,000 mark by the end of the year. Um, I probably should have looked that up before I started recording this. But uh, when I looked on it at uh, December the 12th, uh, we essentially had grown by 53%. So we went from 3,400 members at the beginning of January to right at 6,400 members as of uh, December the 12th. So right at 50%. I don't know where 53% came from. That uh, that doesn't sound right. Uh, anyway, so I uh, just want to make sure you're uh, aware of that group. There's a lot of great conversations going on there. Um, and uh, again, like-minded individuals uh, to help help you in your real estate investing adventures. Um, next thing, let's see where we at. Uh, yeah. So this was a huge one for me. So I, I do not like, uh, I'm an introvert by, uh, my personality type. So I do not like big crowds. I do not like public speaking. So, um, I know a lot of people that I come into virtually and we do these virtual sessions, um, find that hard to believe, but I, I do really well behind a computer and a microphone a lot I don't know if I do really well <laughs> I do a lot better behind a computer and a microphone than I do in the crowd so I know it's one of the biggest things that you know I talk a lot about growth this year and getting out of your comfort zone so this next one was a huge uh, growing opportunity for me personally I co-spoke at four different uh, RIA meetups now I, I say RIA and I'm using air quotes when I say that because uh, Matt Robinson who leads the um, Professional Investors Guild in Pensacola and surrounding areas. He doesn't refer to it as a RIA, uh, but it is, is for all intents and purposes, so we all kind of know what I'm talking about type of meetup. Uh, that's essentially what it is. Uh, and if you're in the Pensacola area, Pensacola, Destin, Mobile area, definitely uh, highly recommend you check them out. It has, runs one of the best groups. Um, I'm a silent member. I haven't been in a while. And I hope you understand because of all the things that we're going through here. The biggest thing, you know, that's kept me from, from visiting, visiting that is the change in jobs and, um, kid number three. So trying to keep that, uh, and I'm going to use air quotes around here, work life balance and check. Uh, I'm just trying to be a good husband, good father, uh, be around the kids when I can. So, but if you're not involved in your local, in a, in a local meetup that has similar criteria that you're looking for, and you know, in some areas there are, meetups just for flippers there's meetups just for wholesalers there's meetups just for buy and hold folks get involved in one uh if not get involved in a, in a virtual mastermind hint hint wink wink nudge nudge um you can find out more at w2capitalist.com uh slash mastermind i believe but anyway so no i, I co-spoke at four different RIA meetups um the first one even though matt told me i did a good job i felt like i bombed the heck out of it um, and then they got better as they went along. So I appreciate that opportunity, Matt, uh, very much. The other thing, the next thing I want to talk about is the amount of information, um, I consumed. And when I say that, I mean, uh, you know, I've very, it is extremely rare that I ever watch mainstream media news. Uh, when I, so when I talk about 
information consumed. It's books, it's podcasts, it's things of that nature. And I was playing around with Audible. Um, okay, another shameless plug. We're an Audible affiliate, so you can find out more about <laughs> our affiliation with Audible at w2calculus.com slash affiliates. Uh, <laughs> but um, I was playing around with Audible the other night, and I didn't realize that you can it tracks how much you consume from an audiobook standpoint. So when I started looking at this, I was like, okay, here's a new goal for me. Let me, let me figure out how I can make this into a measurable um, thing. So I, I consumed in 2019, I consumed a little over a week's worth of audiobooks and podcasts. That's, uh, so that relates to over 168 hours, which is approximately 3.25 hours a week. Um, I honestly thought it was, it'd be more than that. Uh, and I'm looking to read more in 2020. I do have a recommended list of books. You can go to w2capitalist.com slash read to see the different books that I recommend from, um, for 2020 and years before. Uh, if you're also, if you're looking for some additional accountability to read more, send me a direct message on Facebook. Uh, I've got a little hashtag read 2020 challenge going on. Uh, you're not going to see much about it. It's just a private Facebook group that I've got going on with people who want to read more um, and just to help keep track and, and keep folks accountable for that. But I actually thought my consumption, at least from an audible standpoint, was going to be more. But the point is, and it, it is, is to focus on making time for uh, those sorts of things, right? I've read more books this year than the last couple of years combined. Uh, and I love it. I've found my way of consuming uh, material, and it's not sitting down and holding in a book old-fashioned wise and flipping the pages. Matter of fact, that typically puts me straight to sleep, and that's why I don't do it today. Um, so Audible, the introduction of audiobooks has tremendously helped me out. Um, but yeah, I want to challenge you to read more in, in 2020. And so the next thing I want to cover, and we've got about four more bullet points, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, we refinanced our primary residence. Uh, we had a home improvement loan that uh, we used to install a pool, uh, and it had a pretty pretty high interest rate for that. So we refinanced our primary resident. We took some of the took advantage of of a lot of the um, the historical low uh, interest rates uh, to help. Number one, again, focus on our cash flow. So not only did we pay off that uh, home improvement loan, which was about 40000 uh, but that alone, uh, consuming that in, doing a, essentially a cash-out refi on our primary, uh, paid off that 40000 in in debt, and then we also, it'll save us, going forward, it'll save us about uh, 390 bucks a month. So pretty incredible. Um um, opportunity for us to be able to refinance and do a cash out refinance. And I think, uh, this is the first time I've ever done that now that I, now I'm stumbling through my words to, to chat about that. But yeah, um, which was really cool because they actually came to our house. It was a concierge service where they just come to your house and they, we signed the paperwork at our, uh, dining room table, which was huge help with not being able to have to take off work, load up the kids, uh, and do all that. So that was uh, pretty incredible. Um, we also in 2019, uh, we had our biggest ROI to date. Uh, if you've been following for a while, you know how to duplex that we never set foot in. And when I mean never, 
We, it was essentially five minutes from our house where we live now. We bought it. When we bought it, we never stepped foot in it because it was already currently occupied. Uh, matter of fact, the tenants are still in there. Um, when we sold it, I don't know what's going on with it now, but we, when we sold it, we, um, the tenants were in there that we inherited, uh, from the, from day one. And, um, during our due diligence of purchasing the property, we had our home inspector. We had a really good, we have a really good home inspector thoroughly trust and went through, did his thing. Uh, I didn't take off work to go do it, uh, or view it or anything like that. The numbers just worked out really, really good. Um, and the reason, and we never had an intention to sell this property. The reason why it got put on the market is, as I was looking around, um, trying to find another one very similar to it, um, to purchase because it's such a great performing asset. And when <laughs> I essentially got frustrated, uh, because I couldn't find anything and I saw these prices that were being asked and, and, and I was like, there's no way they're getting this. And then those properties would disappear really quickly because a transaction happened. I, so I finally mustered up the courage to call my realtor and I said, look, here's what I want for it. You can get me that for it. I'll sell it. Uh, in about three months, he brought me uh, more than asking for it. And it came in at a, at a 428% ROI. So, um, Pretty, pretty incredible stuff. The point there I want to make is, is just make sure you're paying attention to your local local market uh, and what it's doing. The other thing there is this, you know, because we never set foot in this property, this allowed me to get extremely comfortable with the idea of long-term or long-distance investing. Um, highly, highly depended upon our project management team um, to, to take care of this asset for us. Uh, they did an okay job. There are some things that came up through the selling of this property that um, I wish they would have done a better job at, which was also enlightening. But um, if it weren't for them to be able to take care of that and it's never setting foot in it, we probably would not be in these syndications in Greenville and, and, and Dallas or Waxahachie uh, just because of the, the distance thing. Um, but yeah, biggest ROI to date we, we received this year. All right, guys, so let's let's wrap this up. I, I want to circle back to the, something I said at the very beginning and that, you know, the reason we've been able to accomplish all of this, and when I say all of this, is because when I went into 2019, this time last year, I had no idea what I wanted to do uh, as far as goal setting and accomplishments and trying to really push myself. So the, the majority of these goals um, – credit goes to the members of the W2 Capitalist Mastermind. So guys, if you're listening, I appreciate it very much. You've pushed me in ways that you don't know. Um, and I'm looking forward to being pushed even further uh, in 2020. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. So that, that reminds me, if you've made it this far and you've heard um, this groggy voice, uh, cough and sniff and say, um, uh, probably a thousand times. I appreciate it. And I'm sorry. This is uh this is a very first for me. So, but as a look forward for to 2020, um, I want to introduce you to my BHAGs and BHAG is just this big, hairy, audacious goal, right? So I've got three BHAGs that I want to focus on in 2020. Um, I've broken these down into quarterly and then eventually and furtherly further to monthly accomplishments. So let me introduce them to you. So my BHAGs for, for 2020, 
Uh, number one, I want to do 100,000 podcast downloads. So we wrapped up this year, our inaugural year of, of doing a podcast. Uh, really started, I think, late March, 1st of April was our, our first actual episode release. Uh, probably should look that up yeah, before this. Um, and we did 20,000 um, 20, downloads on 60, 66, 67 episodes. So my BHAG for 2020 is 100,000. Uh, podcast downloads and I've got that broken down um, into what I've got to do quarterly and monthly and kind of a a waterfall cascading uh, metric so the other thing the next one and I've got three of these right so that was number one number two is I want to get to 100 mastermind members Um, we've got 25 in there now the group I love it when new people come in they bring such an energy to their group and we all benefit from that I just can't imagine having um i can't imagine what it's going to look like with 100 people in there i have no idea what it's going to look like but i do know that there are some some key members who've been here for about a year uh who are wanting to step up and willing to step up and help grow this thing so i've got to lean on them to to help do that but again if you're not involved in a mastermind even if it's you know uh short term right? Don't go into a mastermind thinking you're going to have to be in there. Just go check one out. You know, with, with ours, the W2 Capitalist, um, it is a month to month subscription. You know, if you decide within the first 30 days that it's not part of what you want to do, I'll give you your money back. No big deal. Right. Uh, but it's, uh, if you want to be around people who are serious about growing their, their wealth, their net worth and building relationships, then join a mastermind. Not saying that mine's for you, uh, I'd love to have you uh, as a potential member, and we've got a little bit of a, um, a process for you to go through to to join. But um, but yeah, join a mastermind. Get around like minded folks. Uh, you you're gonna, you can thank me later. I promise. Uh, and then the, the, my last BHAG uh, for 2020 uh, it involves a um, an organization called Operation. Excuse me, Operation Underground Railroad. You can find more about them uh, at ourrescue.org. And it's an organization that is specifically, it was created to uh, by a couple of guys who are special forces in the U.S. military who were in these situations seeing kids were being kidnapped and, and being forced into sex trafficking. But because of diplomacy reasons, they could not um, intervene and do a rescue. So, Next thing they did is they got out of the military. They started this uh, um, corporation, and they're saving and changing so many lives. And and I was introduced to them a few years ago in a mastermind that I'm actually in uh, to help grow my business and just to help push me as a a man um, in general. Uh, But I got introduced to them a couple years ago. I've been making some donations and spreading the word about them for several years now, but this year I really want to step up. So my, my BHAG for that is to help raise and donate $50,000 to uh, ourrescue.org. Um, so you're going to see some material come from me on that. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. Uh, I've got a few ideas spinning around, but we're about to, as I said earlier um, in this podcast, we're about to hit on our uh, Christmas Christmas vacation. And that's usually a time when I unplug. I usually take that time to unplug and just hit the reset button uh, and get a lot of good thoughts and ideas out of there. So I'm definitely taking a notebook 
Um, cause if I take my phone to take notes on, I'm going to be tempted to check in on Facebook and post some silly stuff in our group and, and, uh, have some fun with you guys and don't take it personal. I'm not trying to not have fun with you. It's just, this is a good time for me to reset and focus on what's going on. So, uh, that's it. That is today's show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I want to challenge you as we leave this, uh, for you to do the same thing. Think about where you were in 2019. Um, and think about where you are now, because whether you, whether you set out some goals or not, um, just think about how much your life has changed, how much you've grown. And if you didn't, if you're sitting there staring at a blank page, definitely get involved with the RIA, definitely get involved with the mastermind. Um, uh, and, and definitely find not just one mentor, but a handful of mentors that can help push you along the way. All right. Everybody, that's it. Hope you had a very Christmas and a happy new year. We'll chat soon.